yo, yo, welcome to the show. This is Chris to Chris, comedy advice to fix your life. I am your host, Chris, joined in the studio today by the one, the only, this guy right over here, best friend in the whole wide world. I almost still believe it. Mike is in the building. Go ahead and say hi, Michael. <sighs> hey, what's up? Feel a little under the weather today, buddy? Yeah, a little bit. All right, well, let's get this thing going. Let's 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 make Mike feel better. Let's cheer him up with a good episode of Chris to Chris. This is Chris to Chris. I might have mentioned that already. I don't know. Do do we mention that right in the beginning of the show? I think I do. I think I said welcome to Chris to Chris. Comedy advice to fix your life. Something like that. This is Chris to Chris. I think I said that. You know what, Mike? Should we start this whole thing over? No, no, no. All right, we're not gonna start it over. You guys might know me from YouTube, Chris versus the World Comedy Channel, Laser Lemon Gaming Channel, both. Gleefully neglected. However, I do need to put out a, a video. I do have a YouTube video that's currently set to private. I, I made it about a month ago. Maybe I should make it public. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Um, you guys might know me from those places. Uploaded.com is our website. Brings them all together like one great big happy family. I think I've said these things before. I think I'm having deja vu. Is that how you pronounce it, Mike? Deja vu. Anyway, we have a great show for y'all. I hope if you're new to this show... Congratulations for, for surviving the last uh, uh, minute, 50 seconds, because this show actually does go places beyond the intro, and we do have a good show for y'all this week. I think I just downgraded it. I think a second ago I said we have a great show for y'all, and just now I said a good show. You know, we have an okay show. It sucks. It's, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. We're going to be talking about uh, some social media growing pains, that new Sonic the Hedgehog trailer that just dropped. We're going to be talking about fixing your phone at home, expensive, expensive, expensive crabs, and lots of great listener questions. It's going to be fun, okay? That's what we're promising. It's going to be fun. So we've been doing the show for about 13 months now, and I think I'm finally ready to take the show to the next level. You know, it's, 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 it's the time. The time is right, right? We've got some very cool stuff planned for next week, but what about this week, right? What about this week, Mike? You know, I put in a lot of work for this show every week, but you, buddy, you don't do much. You don't do much. You just kind of show up. You just kind of show up, and you look like you never want to be here. You don't. You don't. But at this point, I don't really expect for you to just suddenly become useful. You know, you can't teach a terrible dog new tricks. So I'm just going to do it myself. As usual, I've never said that before, unironically. As usual, as usual, I'm gonna I'm gonna truck it alone here. Uh, we we didn't get a lot of traction on our our Twitter poll this last week, and I think that means that we just need to get more Twitter followers. And we have this goal to get eight billion people listening to the show, and getting more followers on Twitter is a great start to that. I've heard that some people pay for robots to follow them on Twitter, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I feel like that's inviting a Terminator to your home for dinner. And we both know that Terminators don't eat. They have no interest in that food. Terminator's going to pull out that gun real quick, especially if your name is Jonathan Connor. Anyway, we just need to step it up. That's my point. We need to step up the, the what's the, what's the word for game? We need to step up our game. And I'm going to think about that. I'm going to let it simmer in the old noggin here. But in the meantime, let's move on to our tip of the week. Six years ago, I got myself a brand new phone. Brand new phone. It was a Samsung Galaxy S4. It was my first Samsung Galaxy phone. 
very first one. I was so interested, so excited to be a part of this world. I think that was the, the phone where you got that, that Jay-Z album for free if you owned a Samsung Galaxy S4. I remember liking that phone, you know? It had a bright, vivid screen. It was OLED, I think. That was my first OLED screen. If you don't know what an OLED screen, it's it's bright. It's, it's saturated. It's beautiful. About a month after getting the phone, I needed... I was, I was in the, the bathroom for something. I don't know if I was cleaning or what, but I needed something from under the bathroom counter. So I open the cabinet, and I grab what I'm looking for. Just as I'm turning around to leave, I hear a cracking sound. Mike. I forgot to close the cabinet door, and my leg pushed directly into it. And of course, you know, my phone was in my pocket, because I'm a guy, and we have pockets. We've been blessed with pockets. I'm sorry, ladies. You guys deserve better. You guys deserve more pockets in your lives. But as a guy, I'm going to take advantage of the pockets I've got, so I put my phone in the pocket. But remember, I heard that cracking sound. So I pulled out the phone, and sure enough... My screen was cracked at the top. The very first time I think I've ever cracked a phone screen. And the reason it was cracked, I was, I was actually kind of surprised and pissed off and mortified because, you know, this was Gorilla Glass. And my last phone before that was a uh, uh, Motorola Droid, the very first Motorola Droid. And that also had Gorilla Glass. And I felt like that thing was invincible. Screen never damaged, scratched, nothing. This Galaxy S4... It had the whole spider webbing thing going on. I had cracked that sucker. And the reason it cracked was because not only was my phone in my pocket, I also had the brilliance, the wisdom to leave the, the screen side of the phone facing outward, you know, away from my leg, away from my thigh. And so the, the phone screen was uh, pressed directly into the corner, the top corner of that damn cabinet door. I don't think it would have cracked if it, it would hit any other side of that cabinet, right? It had to hit that corner, just pressed just right. You know, it's that pressure point. So uh, that was pretty bad news for old Chris here because, you know, of course I didn't have any insurance on that brand new phone, right? I didn't have any insurance. I was dirt broke. I was living in a city called Victorville. If you don't know Victorville, if you've ever uh, lived in Southern California or been in Southern California and driven to Vegas, you've probably been through Victorville. It's a great city if you are uh, looking to experiment with meth. Okay, Victorville is the place to go. I, 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 I've seen many a cops van. And, you know, I'm talking about the show Cops, Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you gonna do, what you gonna do? Yeah, uh, I've seen that van going up and down the hill towards Victorville many a time, many a time. So I was living in Victorville, which means I wasn't doing well financially, you know, and my phone was cracked, of course. I was, I was not happy. I didn't have insurance, so I called up uh, Samsung, and Samsung's like, okay, no, no sweat, dude. No sweat. It's a, it, we'll, we'll fix your phone. We'll fix the phone screen. You just have to send it in to us, pay us $200, and whoa, 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 whoa. Rewind back to that whole $200 thing. They wanted me to spend $200 to fix a screen. A screen. Just the screen. That was the only thing that was damaged was the screen. Which is glass. Glass. Gorilla glass or not. You know, it was probably like 4 point something inches, 5 point something inches at most of glass. And they're saying that that's worth $200. I get it. You know, you have to have somebody do it. 
But are they getting paid a hundred dollars an hour? It's not gonna even take them an hour. It's a it's a it's a, a few minutes of process for them. That's why they're the best, right? That's why they're the best Korean phone maker, I assume. They wanted to charge me two hundred bucks just because I'd have insurance. Brand new phone, Mike. Brand new phone. So I said, hell no. Hell no. I'm gonna fix it myself. I'm gonna fix it myself. So I got an Amazon. I bought a, a new screen and a hot air gun because apparently you need a hot air gun to fix a phone screen, to replace a phone screen, I should say. And I found this video on, on the YouTube that showed me this step-by-step -step tutorial. And you know, that meant I was gonna watch it several times before I even attempted this thing. And I was gonna watch it and rewind it several times as I'm doing it because I wanted to make sure I was doing it correctly, right? Mike, I followed every step of that thing verbatim, verbatim. And in the end, it looked like dog shit. It looked like dog shit. It was awful. I had completely screwed the whole thing up. So not only did I crack the screen of my brand new phone within a month, but I also wasted like 50, 60 bucks trying to fix it myself in order to avoid spending 200 bucks. So... I, uh, I consider this a lost cause. At a certain point, like the, there was glue all over. The screen was completely missing. It just looked like crap. When I say it looked like shit, it was shit. It, there was no screen anymore. There was no screen. It was bad. It was bad news. So I ended up selling the damn thing to, to Gazelle. They gave me like 200 bucks for it. So it was a big wash. I lost a lot of money here. Speaking of Gazelle, you know, guys, if you want to uh, sponsor this show, now would be a great time. Now would be a great time. You guys, Gazelle gave me $200. Anyway, this week's tip of the week is to, to make sure that your phone screen isn't pointing away from you, pointing away from your body when you when you stick it in your pocket, you know? Unless it's already broken and you, you don't want glass shards digging into your leg, point the screen towards your leg. That's the, the tip of the week. That's the tip of the week. Anyway, let's move on to a little thing we like to call Video Game Corner. Hey Mike, check this out. We're actually going to be talking about video games this week. Kind of. Uh, a few months back, Paramount, Paramount Pictures. Is it pa Pictures? Paramount Pictures or Paramount Studios? Paramount, the studio, they, they put out a trailer for this movie called Sonic the Hedgehog. And people did not like it because Sonic looked like... Uh, Mike, what's a, what's a uh, nice word for horrifying? Sonic looked horrifying. It didn't look good, folks, at all. People people really hated what they did to him. And I know I'm explaining it like you haven't seen this monstrosity. Everybody hated it. We really gave him the business on this show. And, uh, you know, this week's no no different, right? But uh, Sonic looked bad. That's my point. His, his eyes were these small little beady things. He was this muscular little rodent. I don't know, he's like a stretched out blue rodent. He didn't look like a Sonic the Hedgehog. If I, if you had never heard of Sonic the Hedgehog, but you lived on Earth, and I said, what does Sonic the Hedgehog look like? What do you think he looks like? You wouldn't have guessed that. You wouldn't have guessed that. Nobody would have guessed a blue anthropomorphic hedgehog. Maybe they would have guessed anthropomorphic. But nobody would have guessed that shit that they threw out. Right? Right? It looked bad. Sega hated it. Sega hated it. And we'll get to that. But anyway, it, 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 was, it was bad. So the internet reacted like it does, and they let Paramount know. They let 
anybody who was involved, that they will murder their families and uh, they, they wish curses upon them for generations and generations. And so Paramount, like a week later, maybe less, maybe like a week or two later at most, they said, look, don't worry. We're going to make this right, man. We're going to make this right, man. So they announced plans to change the way Sonic's CGI model looked like before the movie came out. And that was a surprise to me because I did not realize that Sonic in this movie was just CGI and not an actual demon from hell. Because that's what he looked like, a demon from hell. And then Paramount made another exciting announcement, which was that the movie was going to be delayed from this year to February 14th, 2020. Mike, it was going to come out this month. It was supposed to be a November movie. But they said, okay, look, it's, it's not coming out this month. It's, it's, coming out, it's coming out next year, February 2020. And that delay was a, a huge blow to me. It was a huge blow to me and my bank account because I was so excited to see this movie that I bought non-refundable plane tickets for, my, for almost my entire family to just fly in and see it with me on opening day. I wanted to experience this with the people I loved most. But they delayed the movie because, you know, they didn't want any bad press from their from uh, overworking their CGI team. You know, video game industry doesn't have any problem with that that aspect of the business. It's like, yeah, yeah, we overwork these motherfuckers. Yeah, we make them work 80 hour weeks. No, no sweat. No sweat. It's crunch time, baby. Movie industry, uh, less so. They, they don't want that kind of press. So they said, look, we're not going to overwork these guys. Movie's going to be pushed back uh, three months, three months. So, you know, they said that this is the perfect movie for Valentine's Day. This is the perfect date movie. And I'm picturing a lot of happy couples, a lot of happy women, just watching the Sonic the Hedgehog movie on Valentine's Day, right next to their man, smiling, happy. Happy as hell to be there. And, you know, I, I think that this whole debacle is, is kind, of, kind of Tim Miller's fault. You know, at least he's the face of this problem. If you don't know Tim Miller, he's the director of the first Deadpool movie and the director of the recent Terminator Dark Fate. I saw Terminator Dark Fate uh, a few weeks ago, by the way. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I would say it's probably the best movie since a uh, best Terminator movie since Terminator Two, but nowhere near Terminator Two. I would I would also say it has its moments. It has its moments. It has its uh, little winks. I liked it a lot better than uh, Terminator Salvation and Terminator Genesis. Jeez, don't get me started. Don't get me started, you guys. I, first of all, Terminator movies should never be rated PG-13. And so I was very happy to see that not only did this movie ignore all of those other Terminator movies after Terminator 2, but it was rated R. And I was also very disappointed to hear that this movie underwhelmed uh, at the box office. It was not financially a hit. So maybe we're going to go back to PG-13 ter Terminators or, uh, you know, PG. PG, because uh, everything is PG now. Well, well, maybe we'll get a CGI uh, Terminator movie by Pixar or DreamWorks. That's next. Anyway, I think this might be uh, Tim Miller's fault, this whole Sonic thing. He's the executive producer of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. And last December, I think this was before they even... I Actually, I'm sure of it. This was before they even... Uh, officially revealed Sonic, the monstrosity, in the, the first trailer. Tim Miller was quoted as saying, I don't think Sega was entirely happy with the eye decision, but these sorts of things go, it's going to look weird if we don't do this. So he's saying, 
we kind of had to make the eyes look like shit. We kind of had to because, you know, in the real world, eyes aren't big and cartoony. And then, you know, the, the trailer finally showed up like six months later, seven months later. And in July of 2019, this year, he admitted that they, quote unquote, fucked up. That's his words. So what I'm trying to say is that, yeah, Paramount released a, a new trailer for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie this week, and he looks different. He looks different. I will say that Sonic looks a lot less like a Blair Witch doll now, and he does look like a straight-up cartoon. That's not up for debate. He looks like a straight-up cartoon. The last one, you know, you could tell that he's not real. You could tell he's just a CG shit. But now, he just looks like a straight-up cartoon, but he also looks different. He's not... He's, he doesn't look evil anymore, right? He doesn't have those weird teeth. He doesn't have those weird little beady eyes. However, you know, uh, he, I, I do understand their plight a little bit. You know, Sonic, the Sonic by design, if you look at him in the video games, especially like video, the Sonic of the last like 20 years since the Dreamcast came out in like 99. Sonic has like this, uh, he has like one eye, one big eye with two pupils. And just sometimes it's separated by a, a frowned eyebrow, a frowned brow. But other times it looks like one big eye. There's, you know, this little space, this little space. So he just has this one big, weird, infinity-looking eye with two pupils. So I understand their, their, their dilemma here. How are we going to make this fit in with the real world if Sonic has this weird fucked up eye? I have an answer for you. Don't make Sonic in the real world. Hmm, that's a weird concept. Why is Sonic in a live-action movie with humans? You know, every... <laughs> when people play Sonic the Hedgehog games, they're not playing on Earth. They're not playing in Los Angeles or New York or, or Cincinnati or, or Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is that, is, that, is that the right place? I hope I didn't mess that up. Mike, uh, edit that out if I fuck that up. What I'm trying to say is that Sonic plays in Green Hill Zone and, and Casino Land or whatever it's called. It's it's fantasy. And, you know, maybe you should be going the direction Nintendo's going with the, the Mario movie. Straight CGI. I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. Sega historically has done very poorly with Sonic the Hedgehog stories, at least in 3D. Like, what I'm, what I'm really thinking about right now is in 2006... You might know this, but in 2006, Sega released a game, a reboot of Sonic the Hedgehog called Sonic the Hedgehog for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. And Sonic has a romantic relationship with a human woman who is like three feet taller than him. And it's really weird. It's really weird. They kiss. They kiss. There is there's action. I'm assuming their tongues touch and maybe other things. What I'm trying to say is Sega doesn't know what they're doing. Paramount obviously doesn't know what they're doing. I don't know. I went on a little rant here. So they, they put out this new trailer, right? And almost all of the, the, the footage in this new trailer is new footage. It's, I think it's because they don't want you to compare it directly. They don't want a, a bunch of YouTube videos where they show, here's what Sonic looked like in this scene, and now here's what he looked like in this scene. So everything looks different. It, like you're seeing a whole bunch of different shots. And I think it's kind of smart if you don't want direct comparisons, but you're going to get them anyway. You're going to get them anyway. Anyway, I gotta say that Sonic looks a lot better now, but the movie also looks like it was made for children. And I'm not a, I'm not a children anymore. So I'm not super excited for it either way. I'm not really down on it, but I'm not super excited. But I do hope a lot of people get to see this movie on Valentine's Day, despite their wishes. 
Oh, uh, by the way, uh, there is, there's an update on the uh, Uncharted movie. If you guys are new to this show, we like to give you updates on the Uncharted movie based on the Uncharted uh, video game series for the, the PlayStation consoles. Sony's been trying to get this movie made for like 100 years now. And they're still fucking around with this uh, idea of a young Indiana Jones version of the movie. So it's still Tom Holland uh, from the Spider-Man movies. He's still going to be playing a 12-year-old Nathan Drake instead of, you know, an actual adult playing him like it was in the video games. But, but, but good news. Mark Wahlberg is back. Mark Wahlberg is back. We, we actually talked about this in detail uh, about, I don't know how many episodes back, weeks ago. Several weeks ago we talked about this in detail. Mark Wahlberg, the, the guy who was originally going to play Drake himself, is now back to play Nathan. Is it Nathan? He's about to play a Sully. I don't know if his name's Nathan, but he's about to play Sully uh, from the Uncharted series. And if you don't know Sully, Sully is Drake's geriatric friend. And that's who Mark Wahlberg is going to be playing. This fucking movie. I, I don't know. I don't know. Sony needs to get their head out of their ass here. Anyway... <sighs> Let's get back to this whole social media thing. I wanted to see who was popular on Twitter, and I found this chick, uh, Kim Kardashian. She seems to be pretty popular on the Twitter. She's got uh, 62.3 million followers as of this episode. And I looked it up, though, and she kind of had some help. It wasn't all on her own. You know, she, her, her dad used to hang out with O.J. Simpson a lot. That got some notoriety. She was rich, and uh, she made a, a sex tape with Ray J., which also got her a lot of notoriety, actually helped her family a lot. So, I don't know, take for that what you will, but apparently those two things make magic. And uh, Ray J is not returning my calls, so I have to think harder, okay? I'm not sure if I should model the up and loaded Twitter page after Kim Kardashian's though, right? She spent the last few days posting nonstop about some some titty tape she's trying to sell. She's trying to shill some titty tape. And we don't currently sell titty tape on our website, but maybe we should. You know, maybe we should even sell it through Kim. You know, we can we can license it or we can we can put our uh, logo, the up and loaded logo or the Chris to Chris logo or both on some titty tape. You know? I don't know. We'll think about it. I I also looked up uh, Kim Kardashian's husband on Twitter. His name if you haven't heard of him, his name is Kanye West, and he has 29.4 million followers on Twitter as of this episode, which is, you know, it's a little less than half his wife, but he also has a lot more engagement than her right now, which means people are actually commenting and retweeting and liking his posts a lot more than hers, even though hers are more frequent and she has more than twice as many followers. So, I don't know. I'm thinking his Twitter account might be more valuable than hers. So she keeps just talking about this titty tape, titty tape, titty tape. Buy this, buy my shit, buy my shit. People are like, <sighs> okay, cool, Kim, cool. You want to you wanna talk about something else? Something else? But Kanye, her husband, he's all about Jesus right now. And Jesus, good or bad, generates a lot of conversation when you have 30 million followers on Twitter. So maybe... I'm thinking here, maybe we need to get Kanye West to talk about Chris to Chris on his Twitter page. Hmm, I don't know. Mike, sounds good, huh? I'm going to look into that. But in the meantime, let's move on to the news. (laughs) 
a snow crab caught in Japan was just sold for $46,000 at an auction. Now you might be wondering, what kind of crab is worth $46,000? Well, I'm going to tell you. I think, I, I, I think the article actually said it was like 5 million yen, which translates to roughly $46,000 US. But the reason this crab is special is because it weighs 2.7 pounds. And it's got a 5.7 inch shell. Wow! Hold the phone! Did you say 2.7 pounds, 5.7 inch shell? Like I said, it's a snow crab. I'm not sure if that makes it more special or not. Like, do snow crabs taste like snow? I might have even had them, I don't know. He looks like a regular crab to me. It's a brown crab. It looks like a crab. And according to the good folks at Wikipedia, snow crabs can grow up to 6.5 inches in length. So this guy, I guess he's big, but I don't know if he's $46,000 big, right? I'm not a big seafood guy at all. But every few years, someone will ask me to go to Joe's Crab Shack with them and eat some dead crabs with them, right? Hey, you want to come to Joe's Crab Shack and eat some dead crabs? Yeah, okay, sure. And, you know, maybe I don't know my head from my ass here, but this this crab looks a lot like the crabs that they serve at Joe's Crab Shack. But Joe's Crab Shack does not charge anywhere near $46,000 for a crab because, you know, that's a terrible business model. But according to UPI.com, the crab was bought by a crab seller called Kanemasa Hamashita Shoten, which I'm pretty sure is a manga publisher. Last year, they set the record for spending too much money on a crab by bidding $18,300 on one. So this year, they outdid themselves. But it's okay, because a company rep explained why they spent so much on this crab. He said, We came to this year's first auction hoping that we would bid the world's highest price again. I believe it is a good crab filled with meat. I can't really argue with that logic. Nobody can. You can't argue with that logic. You look at this crab, you think, yeah, it's probably filled with meat, some crab meat. You know, he, he's got a lot of like, I don't know if they're, it looks like a lot of barnacles on the top of his head, but he also does look like he's probably filled with meat, you know, some white crab meat. They said that they were going to be selling the crab to a restaurant in the Ginza shopping district in Tokyo. Mike. I looked up the Ginza shopping district, and from what I could tell, it's pretty much the Rodeo Drive of Tokyo. It's where rich Japanese people go to shop and spend thousands of dollars on crabs. I, I, I can't imagine being so rich that I spend $46,000 on a crab. Actually, actually, that's how much the seller paid at the auction. You know, that means they're going to upcharge it. You don't pay $46,000 on a crab without expecting some kind of profit. Probably a lot, you know? The restaurant's probably going to pay at least 50 k and probably more than that, you know? They, they're probably going to uh, spend at least 50 k maybe 55 I don't know. I don't know how much money the, 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 the buyer is intending to make off of this thing, but they, they're not doing this as a charity, you know? And so the restaurant's going to buy it for more, and then they're probably going to tack on another 5 to 10K easy. So the person who ends up buying this crab is some rich asshole, I assume. 
who's, who's just going to be like, yeah, I am the person, I am the jerk off that spent the most money ever to eat a fucking crab. You know, we're cursing a lot in this episode, Mike. Maybe we should uh, stop and pray. I don't know. My, my, my point is that rich people don't care, Mike. Rich people do not care. They don't care. They don't care. I remember seeing a receipt uh, years ago from some, like, rich country club or whatever, and they were, I don't know if they were bragging or what, but they were, they were showing off, they went to a restaurant, and they had Red Bulls, and they said chilled Red Bulls, and they were, like, 72 bucks a pop for a Red Bull. Rich people do not care. They want to be able to say that they spent fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars to eat a crab. Jeez, it's too, it's too, it's too late for me to be this, this worked up. Whew. Let's let's get some woosa on here. Okay, I, I I checked into it, and I could not find a price for Kanye West to mention us on his Twitter page. Apparently. Kanye West is priceless. You can't you can't buy Kanye West. His wife though is not priceless. She is up for sale. You know, according to Business Insider, Kim Kardashian makes three hundred thousand to five hundred thousand dollars anytime she endorses another company's product on Instagram. Half a million dollars, Mike. Half a million dollars to just. Say, hey, uh, post a picture and say, hey, this shit is really cool. This is cool. I'm Kim Kardashian. Buy this. <laughs> 500 grand, half a million bucks. I, I I checked into our budget, and I don't think we could swing it this year, believe it or not. You know, we're, we're still early into this show. So I don't, I don't know if we could afford uh, Kim Kardashian plugging our, our podcast on her Instagram page. So we're going to go the old-fashioned route, you know, grassroots and all that. So I'm going to say follow us at Up and Loaded on our Twitter page, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, because we're, we're going to be stepping it up over the next few months. And I, I, I believe that sincerely. I was going to say sincerely, but I don't think that's a word. Sincerely, I believe that. I believe that. We need, uh, as you've probably heard, if, you, if you're not new to this show, we want 8 billion people listening to this show. And I know there's not currently 8 billion people on planet Earth, but there will be one day. I believe we will, we will make this happen. So it's a, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to get 8 billion people listening to your show when Mark Zuckerberg controls the keys to like half the internet with Facebook and, and uh, what's the Twitter guy's name? Jack? Jack, is it Dorsey? He controls the other half? I don't know. It's, it's a couple rich billionaires out there that have just hijacked the internet from us and then you have uh, uh, Cox Cable and... Uh, 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 what's the other one? Comcast? Fuck. It, it's, it's bad out there, folks. It's bad. So, the internet's not what it was when I was growing up. I, I was, I was growing up at the, you know what? I was about to go on a story about what the internet was like in 1997, but that's not for this episode. Maybe another one. My point is, we expect this show to be growing a lot and soon. And it's not from, it's not gonna come out of nowhere. Like I said, next week, I expect to be big. And if it's not big, heads will roll. Specifically, Mike's. And Mike isn't going to help. He's not going to help. But I promise you, we are ramping this sucker up with or without that guy. In the meantime, please, please force your friends and family to listen to this show. And not just listen, you know. Make them subscribe. Make them interact. Just, you know, whatever it takes. Don't, don't threaten them. And if you do threaten them, don't tell me you threaten them. Just... 
I just want to see it happen. I just want to see people listening to this show. And that, that, that's, all, that's all that matters. So, hey, let's do, a, let's do a little thing we like to call listener question time. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, do we have some great listener questions this week. Devin asks, what's your favorite verse from Dianetics? You guys know Dianetics. It's the, uh, the Scientology Bible, I believe. And I haven't read it exactly. But I did Google Dianetics PDF, and I got it. It showed up. It showed up. And this is my favorite verse from Dianetics so far. Uh, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard says, This is sanity. This is happiness. This is survival. See, I spent way too long skimming Dianetics to answer this question. And the reason I picked this verse, if you could call it that, I picked this verse, uh, was because it was literally the only line that I could find that didn't sound like complete gibberish garbage. If Dianetics is required reading for Scientologists, fuck. Like, I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Look, look it up. Dianetics PDF. I dare you. I dare you to read through one entire chapter. I was skipping all over the place, and it's just, it's trash. It is trash. It's just, it's, it's just a headache and a half. It's a headache and a half. Did I, did I tell the story about being approached by a Scientologist? I might have. I, you know, I, that's why I need somebody other than this fucker Mike on this show, because he has no use at reminding me of what I've already talked about. It's going to be very hard. I know I made an episode about this. Uh, it's going to be very hard if I do ever decide to convert to Scientology because I have said some things on this show that would make it very hard for a Scientologist to <sighs> embrace me, like me, love me, not... Uh, what, what is the word that they use? Um, it's kind of like cancel culture, but for... Uh, uh, non-Scientologists. Um, shoot, what is Leah Remini? She's been outlawed. You, you're pretty much outlawed by a Scientology family. I don't know. They, they pretty much tell them to, hey, look, your, your, your family member is an oppressive person. They, they don't like you being a Scientologist. You have to cancel them. You have to uh, block them from your life. Where was I going with this? I don't remember. I think the point was that part of me just really feels like I'm missing Scientology in my life. And I feel like my, my past of talking about Scientology might make that impossible. So I'm very conflicted. Thanks for the question, Devin. Ken asks, in 40 years, what will people be nostalgic for? That is a very good question, Ken. And I looked it up, and Quora, I think it's Quora.com, they said that Mad Max Fury Road takes place in the year 2060, which is roughly 40 years from now. Right? So in 40 years, I think people are going to be very nostalgic for water, especially people in my state, California, where we already don't have water. Yilly asks, if you could make a law, what would it be? Man, we, we have some very good questions just within the same vein this week. Something's in the water this week, and it's not in California water because we don't have any, like I said. So if I could make a law, what would it be? Well, if I could make any law, I would probably make it illegal to fly to an island to have sex with minors. I feel like that should be illegal. Oh, and also, no more homework on the weekends. That should be a law, too. 
Paul asks, what do you think of people who insist on using the word autumn? And why isn't winter called cold? Well, if they're in America, anyone who says autumn is probably a spy, right? You don't grow up anywhere in America and they say, hey, welcome to autumn. It's September. Welcome to autumn. Welcome to October. It's autumn. No, we say it's fall. I don't know why, but we do. We do. Winter isn't called cold, though, because cold was already being used to describe snake blood. And uh, winter was a term made up for the show Game of Thrones. Kolos Dolos asks, what secret conspiracy would you like to start? <laughs> well, I think, okay, how about this? If you feed a cat after midnight, Warner Brothers will make a new Gremlins movie. Is that a conspiracy theory? I don't know. I don't know. I probably try to fit in uh, Jeff Jeffrey Epstein into this somehow. I feel like we're. I mean, I kind of already hinted at that. Something about Jeffrey Epstein and conspiracies shouldn't be just ignored this year or next. Ken asks, "What is one technological advancement you wish didn't happen?" That is a great question. Loaded question, but a great question, Ken. I wish Skynet didn't happen. Skynet was a huge mistake. And uh, whatever, I forget, it starts with an R, whatever it is in Terminator, Dark Fate. Skynet was a huge mistake, right? AI in general, I feel like this is like a future, like I'm answering this from a future perspective, but I'm, I'm kind of one of those people, I think. I'm not a, I'm not a big uh, conspiracy guy in general. I, I made a whole video, uh, it was a, a joke satirical video about Blue Ivy, that's Beyonce's first child, Beyonce, Beyonce and Jay-Z's first child, Blue Ivy. I made a conspiracy video on YouTube as a joke that Blue Ivy was a member of the Illuminati. This was when she was like a baby, maybe a year old or less, and so many people took it seriously. So yeah, people people are dumb, of course, but I'm, I'm, my point is that, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. My point is that I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but when it comes to AI, I'm, I'm kind of a little bit of a conspiracy guy. I kind of think that we are creating our replacements. I don't know. I don't know if what James Cameron was reading when he made the first two Terminator movies, but I think there's something to it. I think there's something to it that uh, we are actively trying to make AI smarter. We're trying to make artificial intelligence and if we're, we're trying to make it as efficient as possible. So with that, you know, we're, we're giving it more and more human characteristics and traits, and it is faster than us. It thinks faster, it calculates faster than we ever can, right? And it's, it's, right now, humans still have the edge, but we're actively trying to fix that, quote-unquote, fix that. So, you know, once, uh, once we fix it, we might be screwed. We might be screwed. I was listening to, I think it was uh, Joe Rogan and Kevin Smith talking about this on a podcast. And uh, one of them described it. Uh, they, heard, they heard it from some other guy. And he said that we were summoning the demons. We were summoning the demons. Something like that. I think that's an apt description. We are trying to find our replacements with AI. And it can happen, folks. I don't know. That's my conspiracy. That's, that's the conspiracy that I'm kind of worried about. Yilly asks, how many times have you said, okay, boomer, since last week? 
This is literally the first time I've said it all week. All week, and maybe ever out loud. I, I've seen it many times. But I think the problem is is that I don't hang out with enough old people, you know? If I'm saying, okay, boomer, I don't want to say it ironically at a young person. I want to say it at the old person. And yeah, I, I'm a, I am one of those people that, uh, I mean, I'm realistic about it. Yeah, uh, baby boomers, if you're listening to this show, and I hope you are enjoying it, your generation really did uh, screw it up for mine. And uh, probably the Gen Zers and the generation after that too. So yeah, I, I I am I am a little bit bitter at you, to be frank. I'm not I'm not too thrilled with you, but uh, I I don't say it out loud a lot. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. You know, actually, I wonder if I can get away with saying it at work. I wonder if any of them would even know what I'm talking about. I I feel like a lot of boomers don't know. Okay, boomer. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not in the zeitgeist enough. I need to participate more in uh, pop culture. Devin asks, what's the equivalent of OK Boomer to someone in the silent generation? You guys know the silent generation? That was the, the boomer's parents. And I think the equivalent to OK Boomer for the silent generation was actually uh, a eulogy. You know, the, the silent generation's parents, uh, they were born in like the the late 1800s, early 1900s, and I'm pretty sure that people back then didn't live long after 40, right? You know, so it's like, instead of okay, boomer, you can't really say that because the millennials and Gen Z are saying okay, boomer right now. They're saying it to people in their their uh, late 50s, early 60s, maybe even, uh, or actually, maybe even early 70s. So they're saying it to old people. And it's because of advances in uh, uh, science and medicine that people live longer, right? And so back then, you know, you weren't expected to live a long time. You weren't expected to live a long time. So instead of okay, boomer, they said, I miss you, mom. I miss you, dad. That's, that, that's pretty sad. Thanks for the question, Devin. Uh, Ken asks, what's the weirdest smell you have ever smelled? Well, I used to work for a casino, well, a casino company in Vegas. And uh, the building, the casino that I actually worked at, they had their own recycling center. They were very proud of how much they recycled. So they had their own recycling center at the back of the casino. And that place smelled super weird. And by weird, I mean it smelled awful. It smelled like garbage, which was what it was. Let's see here. Devin asks, why are Ken's questions so serious this week? Yeah, yeah. Why so serious? Losing my voice. I I can usually do it better than that. But I believe that, you know, Ken's going through an introspective time in his life right now. But he's asked some very interesting questions, I think. And I think he's going through this introspective time because he's got a new book coming out. I I believe it's called Dolos. And I actually need to interview you, Ken. I think we talked about this. I need to interview you. Let's make that happen. Uh, Speaking of Ken, Ken asks... How come Mike is still alive? Well, Ken, Mike is like a cockroach, and I don't think this guy will ever die. I don't think he'll ever die. Mike, Mike, uh, can can we go to the shooting range? I can shoot you several times. Uh, no. No. All right, fair enough. That's fair. Uh, let's see here. Devin asks, when is Nickelodeon Minus coming out? Ah, that's a play on Disney+. Plus. I like it. But apparently, uh, Nickelodeon Minus is going to be Netflix. 
right? Uh, according to uh, the New York Times, Netflix just signed a multi-year deal with Disney to fend off Disney Plus because you know Disney Plus. I believe they even said this in so many words, but they said, "Look, we're not going to have anything on Disney Plus that's uh, higher than a PG-13." So Marvel movies is where we cap it off, right? And I skim through the article, and they kind of say. Yeah, uh, nobody is watching cable anymore, so we needed to do something with streaming, but we also don't want to create our own streaming service because, for fuck's sake, there's a lot of them already, right? And half of them haven't even come out yet. You got HBO Max coming out early next year. You got Peacock from NBC coming out early next year. By the way, I don't. do you guys think Peacock is going to do well? Is, is CBS All Access doing well? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh... So, so they're going to be making original movies and shows. Nickelodeon's going to be making original movies and shows for Netflix based on Nickelodeon properties. They said uh, both existing and new. They've got like a they, – they announced some kind of a SpongeBob or a SpongeBob spinoff, like a musical show starring Squidward from SpongeBob and not much else. I don't know. Honestly, this, the stuff that they're talking about sounds like it's being made for children. And like I established earlier, I am not a children. Unfortunately, I am no longer a children, so I'm trying to get in touch with that part of me, but sometimes you just feel older. You just feel older. I, I, I do want to see uh, Rocco's Modern Life and Angry Beavers and Are You Afraid of the Dark and Ren and Stimpy and Ah, Real Monsters. I want to see it all, but uh, Nickelodeon already signed this deal with this other streaming service, VRV. And if you do me a favor, look to the person on your left if there's one there. Look to the person on your right if, the, if there's one there. And look to the person behind you. Look to any person in your general perspective. You can ask them. That person does not know what VRV is. That person is definitely not a subscriber to VRV. I have never met a person that has brought up VRV. But it's like, I don't know, six bucks a month or something like that to get access to a bunch of old cartoons and stuff. And apparently a lot of old Nickelodeon shows. So I don't know, maybe eventually uh, VRV deals will expire and they'll go to Netflix because Netflix and uh, Viacom are buddy-buddy these days. But that is a long, uh, long walk to lead a horse to water. Hope I answered your question. Guys, you have asked some wonderful questions this week. And we're going to keep this trend up. By doing another episode next week, I think I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call it right now. We'll do another episode next week, and I don't think that's a brave statement for me to make because I have insisted several times that next week's episode should be something special. I hope so, at least. Anyway, let's wrap this thing up with some poll results. As I established earlier, Twitter poll activity wasn't too high, so we're gonna fix that. We are going to fix that by tweeting more, posting more. Facebooking more, you know, just making Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey or whatever the hell his name is. We're going to make these people so happy. So happy. I feel, I feel like I sound very cynical and angry right now, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm very happy. Jeez, we are running a little long this week. I, I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying it. Oh, do you want me to get to these poll results? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so last week we asked, what's a fair rent for a laundry room? Because I was thinking about renting out my laundry room to uh, make some spare change to uh, help support this baby we're growing. And about half of you said, uh, you know, 300 months or 300 uh, bucks a month plus uh, a lock of hair every month. That's fair. And uh, about half of you said uh, $3,000 a month plus $5,000 for incidentals, which I thought sounded even more fair. Nobody was interested in uh, 
spending uh, or, 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 or getting two bottles of detergent every month for your rent, which uh, I appreciate, by the way, because I don't think I could do much with two bottles of detergent as payment, especially when that laundry room is being used by a stranger. This week's poll asks, what do you think of the new Sonic design? We'll post a picture of it just in case you're not familiar, which I'm sure you are at this point. You live in, you live in the world. You've seen the pictures, I'm sure, but we'll, 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 we'll refresh your memory. And of course, don't forget that you can subscribe to this show on uh, our website at upandloaded.com. You can watch it or download it there, listen to it. You can't really watch it yet, but we're, we're going to fix that one day. But you can't watch it. You can listen to it. You can download it. You can stream it. We, we have technology like a uh, women's shampoo commercial where they say technology with technology-infused shampoo. Am I making sense anymore? I feel like I'm really starting to ramble. But uh, you can also download and subscribe to our podcast. Anywhere podcasts are sold for free. We're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher. I don't know if iTunes is still a thing. I feel like it kind of still is. I can rant all night, folks. I can rant. Oh, if you're listening to this in the daytime, I'm totally recording this in the day. But the uh, point is, we have a show for you. We want you to listen to it. Damn it. Guys, I'm, I, I apologize for uh, any uh, swear words I might have used in this episode. You guys have been really wonderful, though, and I really appreciate all of your interactivity and uh, being a part of this show. You guys are wonderful, and I love you so much. Do me a favor. Do me a favor, because I have to work this weekend. But I want you to enjoy your weekend or else. <laughs>